Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It is your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian, along with my trusty co-host, Harper LaBelle, and producer, Mike Salmon. Welcome to another, hopefully, award-winning edition of Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X. We have two fantastic guests that we're going to get to both from the Gwinnett Stripers. Aaron McCormick, the general manager, is here, and Shannon Callen, director of special events, is here. But we have a little bit of work to do before we get them on the air, Harper. Do we want to do the work like critique Mike's intro? That the was brand fantastic, new wasn't it? Well, our guests are fantastic, so yeah. Mike's not quite as slightly good as above that. average. Yeah, that I was, thought it was. Yeah, like, did oh, Mike? Did Har- you do Harper, that in one take? Did I'm one take? Right, I actually did it in one take with no script. How about that? That's what we call him. Yeah. One take That's why he's so talented. That's right. He's and amazing. I can, and I can hear everything you say, by the way. And just now so you know. all we need to do to get him on the air is ridicule him, and then he'll jump in. The one thing we will not ridicule is that uh, Gwinnett Business Radio is brought to you by Regions Bank. We're here to help your business, and by we, I mean Regions. They're here to help your business's financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of growth. Get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Don't forget that dash. It's important. The other thing that's important is Regions Bank. Member. FDIC. Maybe I can do that on the... You you were talking to our guests about doing an FDIC night, but let's get to them and really talk about what's important, which is Gwinnett Stripers baseball and all things Cool Ray Field. Aaron McCormick and Shannon Callen, welcome to our program. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So the Gwinnett Stripers... For people who've been living under a rock for over a decade and don't really know, tell everybody about the Stripers and what's going on and what we're in the middle of. Well, we're the AAA affiliate of the Atlanta Braves, so we're the last stop before guys get to the major leagues in the minor league system. We play at Cool Ray Field in Lawrenceville, um, and I think some of the biggest questions usually we get is, like, as general manager, do I do player moves? Like, I do not. Um, we host the players through our affiliation with the Braves, um, but we're really focused on the ballpark and the fan experience. So everything, ticket sales, sponsorships, special events, is, which is what Shannon handles, because the ballpark is an event venue for 365 days a year. And we play 75 home games, 75 on the road. We play April or this year, March 31st, the <laughs> earliest we've ever played through the end of September. Um, and that's kind of who we are. And, and so that, and I did want to ask that to kind of start off a lot of people, when they think of general manager, they're thinking of the, of the major league level and how that's really all player. While there is some player interaction as the general manager of a minor league team, it's kind of your job to oversee host the players, but oversee the operation of 
all the all the games, correct? Right. Yeah. So the equivalent, the general manager at a major league team is very much player focused and, you know, moves and contracts and signing guys and everything. Um, I'm more equivalent to more of a president at the major league level where we are running the operation and the facility. And and Shannon, I wanted to bring you in quickly because uh, you were telling us off air as special events coordinator, uh, you kind of described your job as everything with the stadium that the stadium does except game day, right? Which is, and game day is what everybody thinks of first and foremost. So let me get out of your way and just kind of talk about what are some of the things that, that you've been able to organize and, and what are some of the events that people might not think of when they think of cool Ray field. Luckily we have the opportunity to do everything and anything. Um, for example, so far this year, with us only being in April, we've hosted a car show. We've had a carnival in our parking lot with Ferris, a Ferris wheel, um, all carnival rides and booths. Um, we had Children's Healthcare of Atlanta's spring game with Georgia and Georgia Tech. We hosted a few college games. But we also have cooking festivals, barbecue festivals. Um, we're hosting a beer fest soon, hopefully. We can do anything and everything. So beyond the stripers, there are baseball games. I know the – I know the. Um uh, the youth organization of Gwinnett, um, GGBL, thank you, sorry, I was thinking about it, they host their end-of-year tournament. I know high school teams mm-hmm. have had tournaments, there, or regions have had tournaments and high school events, as well as that Georgia, if, if somebody hasn't gone to the Georgia-Georgia Tech game, I mean, that is a fantastic environment. It's such a fun game, and it's in the middle of a weekend series where they play one in Athens, one at Tech, and then they play at Cool Ray. I've gone the last two years. It's been fantastic. Absolutely. So, um, but talk also, and it's it's not just the stadium. You guys have the surrounding facility, the parking lot. So sometimes it's it's kind of an event or a fair or or and and it, you said you're almost limited only by your imagination. Is there anything that hasn't been done yet at Cool Ray that you would like to see happen? Let me ask that question. Too. Oh gosh. Um, Ooh, I stumped her already. <laughs> Five minutes in. I'm... I feel like luckily we've had the opportunity to do a wide range of things. Yeah. Something that we want to do is a chili cook-off. Um, we've hosted something similar to that. Mm-hmm. However, we haven't done that before. The only thing that we're sort of limited with is the field, depending on the time of year. So in November, that's kind of where the field begins to be off limits. Um, but aside from that, we still have the parking lot. We still have the concourse. Um, I would say that a thing that people don't think of when they come is, oh, we can host this and this and this. So it's having these big scale events and people come out to the ballpark that's maybe never been there before mm-hmm. they see the opportunities that are there. And I think that's what helps grow it so much. Yeah. Um, but something that we want to host. Oh, I have one. Oh, oh. go ahead. <laughs> it's been a dream of mine. I've been in baseball 17 years and never been able to like pull this one off, but I want to do a fashion show where you walk the baselines and all of the nice. chairs are set up around it. And like, I, so the runway is the base. Yeah, pads. exactly. I like that. Yeah, it's been a dream. So. <laughs> nice. Make it a reality. She's more original than I. Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking, you know, the Cliff Clavin thing on when Jeopardy for Cheers. Uh, people who've never been in my kitchen. We got to have some sort of a. But I'm sure people will come at you with some wild ideas every now and then. Yeah, no, we really can't do that. Are there any that you can talk about on the air? Something that's new that I haven't really heard about is drone racing. Um, I had an inquiry recently for major league drone racing. Um, so that could be a cool opportunity. I know it's getting bigger, um, from what I've heard. So that would be something neat that you don't really think of some other inquiries, some crazy stuff with the field where I'm just like, "Mm, 
our grounds crew would not be pleased if we were to do we're that. Gonna <laughs> dig, we're going to dig holes and bury treasure. No, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that wouldn't be good. Uh, uh, Aaron, I wanted to uh, bring it back to you. And uh, since you're the general manager and obviously publicizing the team and the 75 home games, if if anyone is listening to this who's lived in Gwinnett, who's never been to a game, they have absolutely missed out on one of the beautiful gems and one of the great opportunities to see good baseball up close and personal. So let me get out of your way and talk specifically about the 2023 season because there are some there are some now traditions of some game of some events that happen around the games. What can people look forward to of some of the classic events and maybe some of the newer things that are happening this year as far as special events go? Yeah, overall, I think the experience is um, what I'd like people to know about it is it's really easy and it's affordable and you know everything from parking which is only ten dollars to the ease of getting in um you know truest is a great park but sometimes it's a little bit of a production to get there um it's really easy for us uh you know you're probably never going to sit closer than you would at, at other ballparks because it's a nice intimate ballpark um and you're you're really close to the future stars of the atlanta braves and you know ozzy albies Acuna, Freddie Freeman, all these guys came up through through us. But specific to this year, uh, we've really leaned into the food experience at the ballpark. So we have a, f- a stand called All the Fixins, which has um, kind of our southern food stand. Mm-hmm. So there's fried catfish baskets and Nashville hot chicken and barbecue sundaes and fried onion petals, just some unique food items that are a little bit more southern, a little bit more Gwinnett and Georgia. Um, aside from... Food, you know, we have new partners, Pontoon Brewing, which is a local a local uh, brewery, has come in, and our chef has done some unique food with their product as well, a pontoon chicken wing that the sauces are done, the barbecue and the hot sauce are done with pontoon beers. Um, Rochetti's Pizza, um, just a, a lot of good options outside of your traditional hot mm-hmm. dog. But also... The, the fan experience itself, we want to make sure that people know that there's added value every night of the week. So the ticket price never changes, but on Tuesdays, you can do $2 hot dogs, $1 desserts. On Wednesdays, it's Wet Nose Wednesday, you get to bring your dog for free. On Thursday, Thirsty Thursdays, $2 beers. Fridays, there's fireworks post game. Saturdays, there's a premium giveaway or an appearance. And this year, the two appearances are Dale Murphy in June and Coco Melon, which is a kid's character in August. And then Sundays are Sunday fun days, so kids run the bases post-game, pre-game catch on field. So there's kind of something for everyone. I, I was going to ask one other uh, – I was going to bring up one other thing, and I'm glad you didn't raise it so that I get to sound <laughs> really smart in raising this. The, the I think one of the unique things of, of Cool Ray is, is what's now called the Cutwater Club. Uh, and that has gone through a couple of changes. People might think, oh, I, I did that once or whatever. And, and, and before you took the role of GM, I, I think it's been one of those things where it, trying to get the most out of it has been a little bit of a challenge. That's my opinion. That's not the striper's opinion. Um, but 
I love what it is right now. So it's kind of gone through a couple of changes. And I think you want to talk about affordability for this VIP experience of what the Cutwater Club is. Talk a little bit about what the ticket cost is. Because I think some people think, oh, that's for all the season ticket holders. No, 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 no. You can do this on a one-time experience, and it's a fantastic experience. So talk about that. Yeah, it's mainly season ticket members, the memberships that we have down there, because it's such a great experience. Um, But there is a limited availability for a single-game experience on that. So if you're you're buying it as a package, it comes out to about, you know, 40-something dollars a game. On a, if you walk up and there's availability and you want to buy into it, it's about $60, $65 for a game. But it comes with an all-you-can-eat chef-curated buffet, and that changes every night. Um, what is tonight? I think it's uh, it's like a Caribbean theme, so it's like jerk chicken and... Um, and that's in the restaurant under the stadium that's air-conditioned in the summer. It's air-conditioned. It's got its own private bar. Um, it's got a really cool entrance from the club area to the field where you walk by the batting cages so you can see the guys warming up. And it's the first four rows at the ballpark. So you're sitting – you're actually sitting closer to the batter than the pitcher from the pitcher's mound. It's fantastic. I'm so hungry right now because all we've been talking about is the <laughs> food know. and the good stuff. Yeah. They know they Tell know us the a little bit more heart. about you. You said 17 years in baseball. How did you get involved, and what was the process to get you from when you started – big-eyed, you know, young and thinking, wow, this is amazing, to where now you're the general manager of a minor league club. I started when I was 19. Um, So I'm from Corpus Christi, Texas. And when I was in college in San Antonio, my hometown was getting a minor league team. They were building the ballpark there in Corpus. And so I knew I wanted to work in sports. I grew up playing sports. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I asked them just to talk about their career paths in sports and Ended up getting an internship with the Hooks, and I. So my first boss in minor league baseball was their owner, uh, Nolan Ryan. So he was. It was kind of a starry-eyed way to get into baseball. Yeah. Wait, and what was his name again? <laughs> Nolan. Never heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Never I'll heard of that. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his son Reed, who is um, still Fantastic, one yeah. of one of the best people in the world. And then from there, when I graduated college, you know, I. I interned with the Hooks throughout my college career, and they recommended me for a job with a team in Northwest Arkansas when I graduated, the AA of the Royals. And then I went to the AAA of the the Cardinals in Memphis and spent about five seasons there, then to Sacramento with the AAA of the, at the time, uh, the A's. And about two months after I, I started there, they changed to the Giants, which was some Bay Area drama. Um, there's big feelings about those two teams there. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I miss the South. I'm, you know, from this area. So I wanted to get back. So I went to Birmingham with the double A of the White Sox. And actually one of the guys that I was with in Sacramento got the, uh, Adam English, he got the job as the general manager in Gwinnett mm-hmm. and asked if I would come over and be the assistant general manager. And so we spent the 19 season together. 2020 was weird. We didn't play. And then Adam went on to, um, the triple A, the Brewers triple A manager in Nashville, and I was promoted to general manager. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah, quite the journey. Now, as a female in an all male dominated world, uh, what were some of the icebreakers for you that one, I'm not only good at what I do, but everyone else is noticing, and, and the path is was there someone before you that kind of opened the way, or were you? 
did you have to slosh through it yourself in terms of just moving up and being a part of the organization and, and, and rising to the status where you are right now? It's such like a long loaded question. Um, I asked you. You had 30 (laughs) seconds to answer. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it, it hasn't always been easy. I think there, especially when I was younger, there was a lot of, a lot of times I get questions about like, Oh, are you in baseball because you want to marry a ball player? And it was like, really? No, I'm here because I want to work in sports just like everyone else. I don't know if you got that too, (laughs) Shannon. Um, but it's gotten better. Um, I think we still have a ways to go, but it's gotten better. Um, and the, uh, the, there, there was women that came, women that came before me as, as general managers. I haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to interact with them. I had some great guys, you know, be my champion along the Mm -hmm. way, but I think there's still, there's still a ways to go. I, I think there's also part of your story that is, is, is great because of sports and especially baseball is you started, I'm sure that first summer it was, you know, you were probably working concessions or you were working in the store or you were, you know, you were sweeping out the dug. I mean, you've probably done everything right. And I think in minor league baseball, there's a long history of people who I've done everything in the stadium and that's how you make it to the top doing good work and doing all the work. Yeah. And so 19 seasons, you just, you keep plugging along, people notice, and sometimes you might have had to stick your head up and go, hey, you, you do need to notice that I'm, you know, so I, I'm sure that's a fantastic story. I'm, I'm going to kind of pivot to Shannon, uh, who does not have 19 years of experience <laughs> no. in minor league baseball, <laughs> but still, there's a good story there. So y- you are uh, in the first part of the journey, so talk a little bit about how you got connected with the Stripers. Yeah, so I graduated from Georgia Southern in May of 2021. Like Aaron said, growing up, I always knew I wanted to be in sports, didn't really know what I wanted to do until probably my senior year. And I was the one helping plan everything. And my friends were like, calm down, quit planning everything, quit being so organized. And I was like, I think I need to be in event planning. So I was very fortunate that I got a good job out of college um, down in Atlanta. And then I was moving to this area. um, And I was like, hmm, I knew I always want to work in baseball. I was actually on the game day staff with the Braves when they made their World Series run. So being kind of forced to watch baseball all the time. I was like, wow, I actually like this a lot more than I thought. So I saw a job opening with the Gwinnett Stripers, applied for it, uh, came out to the stadium, and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Again, living in Metro Atlanta, I never knew the ballpark was there, which sadly a lot of people kind of see that whenever they come to the stadium and I do walkthroughs. But my first few months, I didn't expect to do a lot of the things that were outside of the realm of my job. But again, like you said, in minor league sports, you do everything, right. but it's also neat to do everything because I've never driven a forklift until working with the stripers. I've never had to sweep and squeegee water out of the bullpens and the dugouts when it yeah. rains. Like I've never had to do that kind of stuff. But if I were to ever leave, I would have all these jobs and all these duties under my belt that I would never get the experience somewhere else. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask, I, I thought it was interesting uh, in, in meeting you before the show that your kind of your main job is around everything, but game day, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you're at home during game day doing something else. 
you're kind of around and you're kind of help. You're, you're doing what any good young future executive or future just successful person in any business, you're picking up everything you can. You're helping every way you can. You're, you're picking up talents like driving forklifts oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and other things. Although if OSHA's listening, I'm sure it was fully supervised and, and under the proper <laughs> conditions and please don't sue the stripers. So, uh, no, but it, it, it's, uh, yeah. So, uh, what a fantastic opportunity. And, and, so I, I guess one of the other questions I wanted to ask you, Shannon, is you've kind of talked about these big events, but I think one of the most underutilized, and hopefully it doesn't stay that way, is you. we think of these big events, but there's opportunities. I'm a small business owner. I want to do a small client event and not necessarily at a game, or I want to host something in the Cutwater Club mm-hmm. and do a dinner or do a lunch or do something like that. Talk a little bit about some of the ways that business owners who are listening who might think, well, I can't get a whole suite for a game, or I don't want to do a big, giant carnival in the parking lot, but there's opportunities to utilize this fantastic facility. Talk a little bit about that on the smaller scale. For sure. When you guys were talking about Cutwater, I wanted to say something, but that's actually one of my favorite areas to sell because you don't feel like you're at a ballpark. Granted, when people come in, they kind of want the ballpark feel, but whenever I take them down the elevator to the luxury um, Cutwater Club, they're like, whoa, I never knew this existed because a lot of people don't get the opportunity to go down there during the game unless they are a season ticket member or they are lucky enough to buy the tickets. So they're like, this is awesome. And then you take them out to the tunnel where the field is and then they see the batting cages where the players are. They're like, this is awesome. This is neat. So I'm actually hosting a nursing hiring event there on Monday night. So it's just going to be a dinner. There's a full bar. So that's going to be a neat opportunity. And then another area that's fun to sell is the SoFi Super Suite. Um, that's our largest suite that we have. There's 100 people that can fit in there. We're hosting an award ceremony um, next Tuesday, actually. So we just got an upgrade of a smart TV. So more presentations. Um, that's a goal to sell more on the off season when it's colder outside to still get people out, even though they don't want to be outside, but utilize the suites in a different way. One of the things that I like about the stadium itself, if you guys could both talk about your either love or appreciation, the size of it, it's not too big. It's, it's Goldilocks. It's just right for what I would consider to be minor league baseball ready. It's clean. It's easy to get to. Is there anything that you would do differently from where the stadium uh, is right now? I mean, do you add a deck to it? You've got the apartments in the back where people live there can catch fly balls basically from their porch. Uh, they barbecue, they do all kinds of things. It's a long winded question, but you know, what, what do you guys love most specifically about uh, Cool Ray? I've always loved the intimacy of minor league parks and how, you know, you're so close to, to these guys who are coming up, but I think Cool Ray field, we've got big dreams for it to, to add onto it for the fan experience. So new party decks where that's, that's where you sit and where you stay and watch the game. Um, I have big dreams for to put in a pool, a tiered pool in left field. So, um, you know, keep coming to the game so we can we can afford to do that project later. <laughs> but pool. Does yeah. Stephen need to bring first. his? Uh, no, no. Don't even <laughs> finish that drunk. statement. We're not even yeah. going to bring speedos for Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. Not <laughs> do it. It's not going to happen. Shannon, quickly change the uh, answer. The same question, not what he just said, but the question, the long winded question before that Harper just asked. Kind of what's what's favorite? Uh, and I was going to ask it is what's the best play? You know, what are some of the favorite seats or favorite areas or favorite parts of the park? 
I love the tap room, not just because of what it has and what it sells, but I think it's a cool experience because that's something similar to the Cutwater Club. When you're in there, you don't feel like you're at a ballpark and Mm -hmm. it has a garage door where you can open it. So another thing with events, you can sell it. People can come in, hang out. Um, I think that's a really cool um, addition onto the stadium and it looks awesome now with pontoon in there, the bright, vibrant colors. Um, Something that I think would be cool, again, very long down the road possibly, is opening maybe a restaurant that people could come all the time. I know cool today park, um, in Florida does that and they have people come in the off season. And even though they're not, the stadium isn't open, but people can still walk in and look at the ballpark, have a drink, have some food. I think that would be super neat. Norfolk tides, uh, in Harbor park has that down the right field line. They, they were one of the first, I think minor league, they did it back in the nineties. It's a mm-hmm. great, yeah. And you're sitting at a table and it's just a great experience to sit there, watch a game, but also yeah, it's open during the year uh, when the games aren't there. Uh, so uh, I was going to say one of the and you've you've mentioned it, um, Aaron, is uh, that it's very affordable. Um, quick, uh, I'll give quick advice. If you want to sit in the shade, you want to sit down the first baseline. If you want to sit in the sun, you want to sit down the left field line. That's where the stripers are is down the third base side. First of all, getting seats right behind home plate is incredibly valuable and and not that expensive. I think if you are on a budget, there's nothing better than sitting on the berm. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're talking about a two-tiered pool. I, I, I would love to see ways to bring back or it's just a great place to go sit. I, I think that center field concession stand, which sometimes open, sometimes isn't, there's opportunities there that could be taken advantage of. I think for the money, the best seat to me is right down the line, either left or right field, that last little section. And it kind of just narrows down to a pyramid of one, two, three seats in the first few rows. What a great sight line for a game. You're looking right in on the action and you're right there on the field. The equivalent at Truist or any major league park would be probably 50 bucks a ticket. And we're talking, I think it, I think the last time I checked, it was like, I think it's no more than 15 a ticket. I think it's like 12, 15, something like that. So it's fantastic. So um, I stumped the general manager. She didn't want to jump in on it. And, <laughs> and depending on when you're listening to this, inflation does affect prices, but it, it it's definitely no more than, you know, 15, 20 bucks. And, and again, anywhere in a seat, it's really not that different. It's not like, oh, the tickets go from 10 to 100. I mean, it's really affordable to take your family and, and get food, especially if you're doing $2 beer or $2 hot dog or whatever the night is. So I, did, I realized I didn't have a question. So let me ask this question. <laughs> the big topic in the year 2023 as we're recording this is all the new rules. But those new rules are not new to minor leagues. Talk about what you've seen, the effect of the rules to the game in the last couple seasons. Yeah, we've had a lot of those rules for two, three seasons now and they've been really positive we've had the pitch clocks for a couple years bigger bases Um, we had the new baseballs too which add a lot more pop a lot a lot more home runs Um, and the pitch clocks and specifically we've had them for a couple years but last April um, the Major League Baseball really said like okay this is where we're a hundred percent enforcing this you know no grace no no period you know grace period in that and our game times immediately dropped by 15, 30 minutes. And so it really does help the fan experience. It helps things keep moving. It's been very positive for us. Honestly, the only negatives have been that, you know, that's 30 minutes less of concession sales for us. So adapting the business side to it. 
a little bit more. And we had a six o'clock game last year that was planned to have fireworks. And I went on, out on maternity leave last year. And one of the last things I did was petition Major League Baseball to move that back an hour because I was like, oh, God, we're going to be shooting fireworks in daylight. Like the games are moving too fast now. Um, but this year, at the end of the month, we'll start with the automatic balls and strike systems, so robot umpires, as most people call them. Talk a little bit about that. Talk a little more in depth of what that means. Yeah, there's this this huge piece of technology called Hawkeye that watches every pitch. And it's basically the technology that you see if you're watching a, t- a game on TV that has that box, the strike zone in the corner, and the ball flies into it. Um, so for we play six-game series, so for the first three games – Hawkeye will will call balls and strikes and you know the umpire is there to help with other situations and the umpire will actually be notified and he will yeah they have he, he or she will acknowledge yes okay. um and then the last three games of the season or th- of the series the ump will call the game but there'll be a challenge rule so the only three people who can challenge a pitch are the pitcher the catcher or the batter. No one from the dugouts can do it. They have to challenge a pitch within two seconds of it occurring. So a batter will tap his helmet and the, that will signal us up in the control room to show the Hawkeye data on the video board. Everyone sees it at the same time, the umpire, the players, everyone. And it does that like what you see on TV or on when you're watching a tennis game where it the ball flies in and it hits the strike zone and, and it's definitive. It's either yes or no. And you get three challenges a game if you as, as a team. If you challenge it and you, you are confirmed, then you keep your challenge. If you're challenged and you lose it, you lose your challenge. I believe our producer, Mike Salmon, has I, a question. I want to jump in on a follow-up question. I'd like to yeah. know what is the reaction from the umpires. I'm a big tennis fan as well as a baseball fan, but in tennis, a lot of the major tournaments now, there are no linesmen anymore. It's all automatic calls. Uh, are the umpires concerned that there may not be any umpires in the future? No, because there's so much more to call than just balls and strikes, right? There's umps out there for, for other situations, for check swings, for, um, you know, making sure that a a home run actually did clear the fence or a ground rule double, or one of the other new rules this year is eliminating the shift. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that make the call about that. So, and I think all umpires, like a lot of times they're validated in this process, right? So it's actually kind of positive, but the feedback, especially from the fan experience has been really exciting because people get into it. You get to see it. To your knowledge is major league baseball. They're trying this two different systems to kind of see which one they like or which one they think is most effective because, and, and so you're not in your head. So the answer to that question is a simple yes, yes, as looks like. And so the other side of that is, and this might be a little bit beyond the scope, but I'm going to nerd out for a second. When they're showing that box, I've always wondered how does the box adjust to height? Because Ozzy Albies is five eight, and you know Matt Olson is six four or whatever it is. So there's definitely differences in size. But then the other thing is, is a strike considered a strike that touches the box? So it can be the outer part of the ball, much like in tennis, if just one little hint of it touches. So is that what's considered a strike in the Hawkeye? To your knowledge, it is, and there's. To, yeah, to my knowledge, but there's also, um, it was really interesting when Ma- Major League Baseball kind of took all the GMs and, and showed us this technology in the difference between what you see on TV with the, the oh, yeah. box strike zone and if something hits on the very top corner, you know, you're like, that was a strike, you know, yep. how can they not call that? And the difference between how the human eye sees it mm-hmm. as an umpire and it's really more of a rounded corner. So there's... 
that opportunity for a difference or for grace. So this is um, kind of finding what the best balance is between that. Yeah, it's. I hope. I'll just state, and Mike, you can jump in. Harper, you can jump in. I hope they keep as much of the human element as possible because I believe that's one of the things that's made baseball great. As much as we do, oh, we add the replay. How many times have I watched where the replay, they're just going to stick with whatever they called on the field because it's quote-unquote too close, mm-hmm. right? And and so it doesn't – not definitive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so how do you get definitive with a strike zone because – I like the idea that one ump is a little giving a little more on the corners and one ump isn't. And, and the reality is uh, I have a son who loves to send the little Twitter account that gives the report. And other than a couple major league umpires who won't be named here on the air, but everybody knows who I'm talking about. They're so 95, 97, 98%. They're so close. And even the ones they're off, you can kind of see a pattern of, well, they were just given a little more on the corners and they're kind of known for that. I'm okay with that human element. And that's not a question that's my first opinion and i'm wondering if anyone else wants to jump in or call me an idiot. i do have a question for you the millennials how do you get them to come to the ballpark and stay <laughs> because the game part, is shorter now that's yeah how. is that uh, yeah exactly but it's more exciting right that's what everyone wants to see is less less dead time less downtime and it baseball really is truly the last social sport and it's going to stay that way because you can watch a pitch turn and talk to your friend mm-hmm. you can watch a pitch take a bite of your hot dog mm-hmm. but this just keeps it from being too much like- I, yeah and listen if with all the injury timeouts in, that are happening more in football now and with all the reviews happening across all sports if you haven't watched baseball lately and you were one of these people who said it's so boring you need to come back and watch it again because people are swinging more more balls in play. There's uh, less, there's certainly less Nomar adjusting his batting gloves. That doesn't happen. The batter stays in the box. In the old days, the pitchers used to get to police that themselves by throwing it up and in. Since we can't do that anymore, now we got a clock. And I was not the biggest fan when they came out, but it it is creating more action, more swings. It is. It's very counts. positive. And I think there's something oddly satisfying, or not oddly satisfying for a lot of people about like, a ball's a ball and a strike's a strike yeah. now. You know, it's it's definitive. It is that that is that is true to the game. I'll I'll be interested to watch it. When a guy comes from another team or if he's moved up or moved down, how, how do you or your staff get involved with making them not only comfortable but you know, to where they is there anything else that we can do for you? We want to make this a great experience for you while you're here. How does the Gwinnett experience change for Norfolk or Scranton or Worcester, the, all the different clubs. What, what do you Worcester. do? Yeah, Worcester. Um, obviously, our, our first concern is the Braves, right? The Braves player experience. And we have great clubhouse attendants who take care of the guys. They make sure that everything is fully stocked with their favorite snacks. There's nutritionists on staff. Um, they've got great weight rooms and relaxing furniture. So we as the host really just try to make them as comfortable as possible. And, you know, are there times where a guy wants to go golfing and we help get him a, a foursome or something like that? We're, we're here to help with that. And then when the visitors come in, we have another great attendant there who um, makes them comfortable, make sure they have everything that their their buses are on time, the hotels are ready. So wait, their snacks aren't stale <laughs> and the soda's not flat for them. You exactly. don't you, you, know, you yeah. gotta do the home field advantage <laughs> stuff, don't you? No. Everyone is is treated well and equally. Um 
But again, we're, we're just really the hosts. So as players move up and down, they're coordinating travel with the major league affiliate and making sure that the guys get to where they need to be there. But um, we're just here to make them comfortable. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut this off. I could go for another, uh, you know, hour and a half. I, th- I think Mike has f- 17 questions he wanted to jump in on, and we're we're holding him back from grabbing a microphone. Uh, but normally, when we just have uh, two guests from one one company, we kind of say, "Hey, you know, just give us the contact information." But I think there's two unique opportunities. So, so Aaron, as the general manager of the Stripers, you talk to the general public about coming to the games. Tell everybody what they need to know, where they need to go to get tickets to find out more about games and Shannon I'm going to ask you a a different specific follow-up question so Aaron you first the easiest answer is gostripers.com that has all the information you need all the a to z guides and parking and all of that Um, but if you don't follow us on social all of our handles on Twitter Facebook Instagram are at gostripers and we have I'm very proud of our our social media because we have a very funny unique voice mm-hmm. if you don't follow us they're awesome <laughs> they are very good and shannon as uh, as handling special events and and kind of the out of the box thinking of the way people can use this fantastic park uh and the team around it talk uh, give everybody contact information if they want to do something at the cutwater club if they want to do a suite when the team isn't there or, or or put on a big giant carnival in the parking lot how do they get in touch with you so you go to our website, ghostripers.com, and there's a tab that says events, and you can submit an inquiry that way, um, and it goes directly to my email. Or if you go to our employee page, you can find me, and you can just shoot me an email directly. Um, be happy to set anyone up. Again, opportunities are endless at the stadium, so we'd be excited to book an event for anyone. And they can get your email on that site, or do you want to give it publicly? Whatever works. I can right. give it public, publicly. It. Come on. It's Shannon. S-H-A-N-N-O-N dot Callan, C-A-L-L-A-N, at ghoststripers.com. Good sales tactic. <laughs> uh, Harper, I believe you have uh, one. La- and, and Aaron and Shannon, thank you guys so much for being here. Ghost Stripers, and uh, if you're not going to a game, you're missing out. It's a fantastic Yeah, no company. kidding. Thank you, ladies, for being here. Hey, we want to talk about uh, one of our sponsors here. Absolutely, that we love. We love talking about Subaru. And what makes a Subaru a Subaru? Well, the love that they provide. Enjoy the big savings, the hassle-free experience at SubaruofGwinnett.com, where people sell cars. You can visit at SubaruofGwinnett.com. You can go online. You could go to their phone. You could go visit them in person. There are lots of different ways. You can join their family today. You can come on in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then you can check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offerings, and community events. By the way... um I believe you came prepared with some kind of quiz. Do we have time to do that, or is Mike going to cut us off? Oh, oh he's 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 giving okay. the all clear. What's your favorite of all the nights, ladies, of the the upcoming um, different events? There's there's a halfway to Halloween, right? That's an event that you have coming up. Um, the Would Zolos of Gwinnett. You got the Wet Nose Wednesday, which you already mentioned. I'm kind of leaning towards the Chicken Wing Buffet. Ooh. You have a whole night, right, devoted That's to chicken tonight. wings? Tonight. Um, Dang it. What am I doing tonight? Um, Thirsty Thursday. Is that one of, uh, well, if, that if she said, Mike, you know, Mike would like to go and, yeah, he'll yeah. need someone to drive him home. Uh, coming up shortly, Jackie Robinson Day. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, education Day. I'm not going there because I. I'm not going to fail the test. <laughs> do you have bobbleheads? Who are the bobbleheads this year? That's the big one where you we get do. the big we one out the door. We have three bobbleheads. Uh, 
uh, Olsen with the Braves, uh, a sugar skull. So like the, the, um, Mexican, like, yeah, yeah. um, Halloween kind of look. And then the, uh, uh, a fish leaping out of the water. Oh, that's nice. a fan favorite <laughs> for the stripers. For the stripers. Okay. We want, before we went on the air, explain the May the 4th be with you date and how it's not on May the 4th. It's not. It's on May the 6th, which is the Saturday closest to May the 4th. Because, you know, we play at 7 o'clock on a Thursday. That No kids can come out and still make their bedtime I disagree, that but that's okay. I'm allowed to disagree with the <laughs> It's for the kids, guys. Now, do you have lightsabers? Kids. What is that the same we night? We do. We have glow sabers. Glow sabers. Trademarked lightsaber, lightsabers. Nice. Um, glow sabers for the kids. First 500 kids get a glow saber. That. 500 kids get mm-hmm. glow sabers. And what if oh, Steven no, steals no. one from one of the kids because he wants one? I don't and do that. we will that. publicly judge the, him and as, shame as him. Do you have the who... Chewbacca uh, bathroom mat uh, <laughs> giveaway? <laughs> You're going to do that Sorry. too? Yeah. Okay, Chewbacca. Iowa. They're in first place right now in the in the debate. What, what uh, affiliation is, is do Iowa? Do you mean Des Moines? No, it's Iowa. It's listed as Iowa. They are in Des Moines, though. Yeah, I know. they're in Des Moines. <laughs> I read the back of my baseball cards growing up. What? Who are they affiliated yes, with? Yes, who's their affiliation? <sighs> Would used to be, be the Cubs. Yeah. yeah. They're still the Cubs. They're still the Cubs. Yeah, okay. and they're in first place right now. Is that bad? Can I talk about the first it's place fine. club right it's now? It's fine. There's a lot of baseball left to be played. Yeah, they're Louisville. Fine. Who about Louisville? I said the that Louisville Bats. Uh, I believe they're with uh, Cincinnati. They are with Cincinnati still. Uh, Omaha. So Omaha used to be the Royals. Are they still the Royals? Yeah. Uh, although they'll have to change their name. Are they the no, Storm or something? And they're the Royals affiliate. Storm Chasers. Storm Chasers, yeah. That's Peyton Manning is Omaha. You remember yeah, Omaha. Yeah, I do yeah. remember. Okay. My uh, easy one, St. Paul. St. Paul. Well, Saint that would Paul. probably be the Twins. Yeah, and they're in Minneapolis, aren't they? Or are they in the Twin Cities? They're Which the of the Twin, Twin Cities, Cities are they yeah. in? Yeah. Exactly. Because there's two of them. you got to pick can, one. I, we went Final answer, Regis. All right. uh, Toledo. Toledo Mudhens were always with the Indians. Are they still with the Indians? No. No, they changed. Okay, so... Uh, did they change to Detroit? Yeah, that's what the I was going to guess. Yeah. yeah, good for you. Okay, uh... Scranton. Oh, Scranton Wilkesburg, the the hated Phillies. Yeah. Although no. that though they did they change? It's been a while. Okay, I'm sorry. So who are they with? The Yankees? Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. That's but, why I hate them. By the way, how long has Cool Ray been uh in place? This is our fourteenth season. Fourteenth, and it still looks like it's brand new. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Immaculate. By yeah. the way, I, and Cool Ray's fantastic. Scranton Wilkesbury. That's a nice part. That is a very nice part. But Cool Ray's better. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh Lehigh Valley. The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, one of the greatest, uh, apart from the Stripers, one of the greatest. Uh, well, the Mudhens. I did yeah. Toledo just a second ago. Yeah. Okay, so who no, are they affiliated the with Pigs. right now? Hmm. Would that be the Phillies? Yeah, that would Good be the Phillies. Good for you. Yeah, I, I, I'm just trying Thanks. to, uh, yeah, Mike knows this. Uh, Worcester? It's Worcester, Worcester, and it used to not... be the Paw Sox from Pawtucket, so obviously they're the the Woe Sox or the Woe Sox. Sox. Yeah. yeah, Worcester Sox. You're not going to pock that cup. Houston or Houston? Which one is it? It's Houston. It's Houston. Okay. Are they are the uh, Paw Sox not around anymore? No. Uh, they they oh, moved wait. to Worcester. Yeah, I they, did not know that. Worcester, yeah. oh. My very first me- well, my first time I saw Freddie was at Indianapolis. Uh, they were visiting. Yeah. Okay. What what affiliation is Indianapolis? Indianapolis with? Indians. Trick question. Yeah, because they're not with the Indians. Yep. Yeah. So, but they are. But they were the racers at one point, weren't they? Were they different? Not, They've been are they St. Well. Louis? No. Who is it? Uh, Pittsburgh. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. Good call. Yeah. Rochester. The Rochester. Or did I say that? Used to, used to, w- 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 Worcester. No. Uh, Rochester used to be the 
Red Wings. I don't know what they are now. Um, are are they? Harper thinks he's doing his other job at ninety two nine. The game, yeah. the are sports talks. Are they the now. Mets? No, no, no. Same division. Uh, so that would be the Nationals. Yes, yeah. good for yeah. you. Okay. All right. All right. Are we well d- done? Mike's already given. Who are, up and the Tides uh, used to be the Mets for a long time, and now they are. Um, oh dang it! Oh crap! I'm Syracuse is the Mets They're now. A bird. Oh, the Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I should know that. I'm so upset at myself. Got to meet Jerry Lawler at a Tides game one time. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so we will really have, we'll have to bring Aaron and Sharon, Shannon back at some other time. <laughs> we can talk I did more good for the first part. I started we to could be tail here for off hours. <laughs> Aaron McCormick, general manager of the Stripers, Shannon Callen, who uh, handles special events and drives por- forklifts. I almost <laughs> said forklifts. Sorry. <laughs> drives forklifts around. I, she pulls Thank you guys so much uh, for being here and uh, for our producer, Mike, and for Harper, who. Gave me a good quiz, and I thought I did okay. I passed, at least, and I was strong in the beginning. And tail We'll take you to education night and let you know whether or not you passed. Yeah. All right. Uh, to my wife, Stacy, I love you. Have fun at the store at the Stripers game tonight. We'll talk to everybody later here on Gwinnett Business Radio.